Hey everybody, we are so excited about this episode um, today. We have a big time investigative news producer on and um, we're feeling a little special because it's kind of a big thing. Um, but we actually have a relationship with Michelle. Um, she is someone we've known for over 10 years when we both worked at the Buddy Group. Um, she is the sister-in-law of the CEO. So we've known her for quite a while and it was really fun to just um, get to talk to her and um, be moms together. Like we haven't had that with her before in the past. So we were able to sit down with her and talk about today. Um, the topic is around being able, able to leave the emotions of a hard, stressful job at the office and not bring it home to the family, which is so difficult to do, not only in her line of work, but, you know, if you're in the medical field, um, if you, you know, are in the law enforcement, anything that really you're dealing with some deep emotions and working with people, it can affect you more than, um, you know, your average job. So we always like to say, oh, we're not curing cancer. We just do marketing and PR. <laughs> But in this situation, it's definitely more of an emotional um, toll that can affect you and then ultimately your family. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because um, Brooke and I went to this event actually down at Magnolia Wellness um, that was around entrepreneurs and um, a woman, Mandy, who is a um, massage facialist kind of healing practitioner, posted it. She's a 180 life on Instagram, if you want to check her out. And um, she brought up this thing about kind of like leaving your work at work and how she wears a specific necklace. And when she puts that on, she's work Mandy. And like it, all of the energetic um, elements that kind of get absorbed as being a healer that could go into her body, kind of she feels like she channels it into the necklace and takes it off and is able to put that separation, at least in her mind. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because I feel like it could even work in our industry, but you know, there are people like Brooke mentioned with Michelle and other high stress jobs. Maybe it's a, a you know, a criminal lawyer or um, like kind of, you mentioned the, the medical field and things like that, where they need to separate too. And it's not just healers um, that can kind of use this because I think there's stressors to every job and I really look up to Michelle and always have just because she does such incredible work, but I didn't realize how stressful her work could be until we talked to her. Mm -hmm. um, and thinking about it as a parent versus back when, you know, 10 years ago, we were all just kind of like single and dating and, and working. Um, you're, you would handle your stresses differently. So it was really interesting to hear not only how she handles it, but how they handle it in their relationship. Cause obviously um, I know I forget this from time to time, but my stress really runs off on Nick. Whenever I'm stressed, he's equally stressed because he doesn't want me to be stressed. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, so it was interesting to also hear how she and her husband kind of work together to, um, you know, give her the space she needs, but also parenting and just everything like that. So I think this is a really interesting episode and something that even if you aren't in a stressful situation, you know that your life has stresses in certain ways and can kind of apply these tactics um, across the board, no matter who you are. Yeah, that's a great point. The couple side of it, um, you know, obviously Michelle deals with it on a personal level, but then ha being married um, takes it to a different level and then having kids takes it to a different level. And mm -hmm. she's been in the industry for over 10 years. So she's definitely been through an evolution, like personally. Um, but we also on the blog this week on um, Monday, we have um, David and Sabrina Villalobos, who 
shared with us how they cope as a couple because they both are in high tense um, emotional jobs where they work with kids. And um, she is a guidance counselor for a high school. So you can imagine like adolescents going through a lot during this day and age and she, you know, is there for them. And there's a lot of emotions that go into that as well as his job. He's um, works with special education um, and it's, it can be moderate to severe um, conditions and, you know, they both love what they do, but you can only imagine how much it can affect them personally as well and then not bleed that over to their kids. So really great tips. They give us some five tips on how to um, check that emotion at the door and be present with your family. And it's not always easy, but we really like how um, kind of these are both different situations, but have some great learnings. Um, and then we mm -hmm. do share on Friday too. Just a little bit of a different side, but Heather shares with us, um, you know, how going from working at home and then switching to mom mode in the same environment, you're not leaving your house to go drive, you're not leaving your office to go drive home, you don't get that decompression time. So how do you build in that as an entrepreneur to be able to switch um, when the kids do come home? So, more than or you walk downstairs and you see them right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, My commute's like, like a three-second commute. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I've heard you the whole time. Cool. Mm -hmm. My nerves have been on fire. <laughs> but you give some great tips too on Friday, so um, I think it's sure. it's good to see from all different like angles, like how you you know you can cope with different things and yeah. So, totally. without further ado. Let's get Michelle. Oh, there's alive. that catchphrase. Oh, I know. I, I love like, it. I love it. I want some say. music with it next time. Like, I'm going to be in the background, like, da 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 da, as you're like saying, without <laughs> further ado. It's going to be our signature sign off from now on. I should just say to you, cue the music. Then you do the music, and I say, without further ado, and then we drop the beat. <laughs> That's what it. it's all about. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay let's get to this episode it's a great one um you guys are just gonna love michelle she's awesome i can't speak more highly of her hey i'm heather and i'm brooke we're two mompreneurs and friends for almost 10 years who've watched each other go from single af to married with child soon to be children Tune in every Wednesday to hear us and our lovely guests dish about motherhood, entrepreneurship, relationships, and tips on how we try to balance it all. We're ready to let it all hang out. Yes, all of it. The pretty. The messy. The too tight for our skinny jeans. If only for a good therapeutic laugh or cry. Hashtag real talk. Welcome to a space for soul. We're excited to share ours with you. Hello, everybody. We are here with Michelle Madigan, one of our dear friends who we actually haven't talked to in a long time, and we're so excited to have her here today. She is a Dateline NBC producer and mom, and we're just so excited to have you today, Michelle. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Of course, of course. So this is obviously um, a big topic, I think, for a lot of working moms in a field that have high stress, high emotional jobs, and we're just so like blessed that you're here today to kind of open up and let us know how you deal with it, how you juggle family life and work life, and um, you've been working hard at your career for a lot of years now, and I also know you're a very present mother, so 
um, it's great for our audience to really hear how you kind of make it all work. It's a day by day. We figure it out day <laughs> by day. Minute by minute. Yeah, <laughs> we do <know>. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if we can have you start with talking a little bit about yourself, kind of your background, um, just so that our audience who don't know you, they can get to know you a little bit. Sure. Well, I was a born and raised California girl, and I left for college. I lived in Chicago. I lived in D.C., and then I started with NBC News in New York, um, and this it's about 16 years ago. I started as a PA for the Today Show for a year, and then I landed at Dateline as an assistant producer, and it'll be 15 years in November that I've been with Dateline. It's been an incredible journey. I've worked my way up. I made the cross-country move back to California um, about 11 years ago, and have been very fortunate to just continue to build my career with Dateline, and I've now been a producer for several years working on my own stories and um and you know this my colleagues at Dateline have seen me go from a you know single 20 something in New York to now a mother of two and it's it's been pretty incredible i've i've i feel like i've grown up um with the show and really learned a lot about myself and as a as a producer you know i've i've love what I do. I love the storytelling part of it. And I get to work with extremely talented uh, fellow producers, correspondents, editors, senior producers. It's it's a pretty special place. And um, I've just somehow been able to hold on to the job for a long time. And um, it's it's been a great, a great experience. So Wow, I, yeah. I don't think I even knew that you were there for 16 years yeah. now. That's amazing yeah. that you've just grown your career through them and um, kind of been through so many life phases um, and are now here, you know, married a mom um, and, and rocking it in your field. So um, just in case, well, two things. One, just in case some of our listeners don't fully know what a producer is, if you can just kind of go into a little bit of that and um, what you focus on as far as kind of um, your like niche, I guess I would say. Sure. Dateline niche in the last several years have become, you know, crime stories, which wasn't what it necessarily was when I started. And, you know, it's, it's grown and it's, it's developed much more of a, of like a following in that sort of area with crime con and all these, you know, the popularity of, of crime stories and crime shows. Dateline has really been, there in the middle of it and you know i've so as a producer i'm involved in every step of the process of our of our of our hours and they're one hour or two hour dateline shows that air right now we're on mondays and fridays in the fall we'll be on just on friday nights and then sometimes we're on sundays we're kind of all over the place and then this show has been in syndication for um the last couple of years so we're on all the time and everywhere and it's you know, my job to not only pitch the stories and, and, and find the stories, but also to work with the people that are involved in getting them to agree to sit down and do interviews with us. And then covering trials, you know, if there's a, if there's a court case involved in the story, I'll be in the courtroom 
day-to-day, watching the proceedings, talking to witnesses after they're done, talking to the attorneys. And then we do sit-down interviews with multiple people for each story. And then I'm involved in also the writing process and then working with the editors to craft our hour or two-hour report at the end of it. So it's really unique at Dateline because we are involved in the whole process. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes meeting people in, in, in the courtroom and we're not doing the story for a number of years because it takes a long time for some of these cases to go to trial. So there's some that I, I literally was covering the case when I was engaged. And by the time the story was airing, I had, I had my first kid. So it's, it can be a number of years that you're really cultivating the trust of, of the people that you're working with in, in hopes of telling their story. Wow. Um, that, I mean, I, it, we've had projects where, oh, this has lasted six months and then it got delayed two months and we felt like it was, you know, the longest thing of our lives that can imagine working on something from being married to having your first child. Um, even if that was something that was within the year of being married, I mean, right. <laughs> but, it was over know, longer. Yeah. They sometimes take four or five years. I'm not kidding. Like yeah. these cases sometimes take so long to go to trial and you're, you know, getting to know these people through the years and, and, you know, being patient with them and dealing with their frustrations and listening. And, you know, it's, it's, you get to know everyone really well when you've been working on stories for that long. So that's really cool to hear. I mean, I'm like definitely a fanatic of watching your guys' shows. Um, but so much goes into it and we only see like the one to two hours. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's, amazing the relationships you build over the four or five years um you know you that's a huge experience for you yeah and it's an it's an emotional one too and I know that's something we're going to talk about but it you really Mm -hmm. do feel like you get to know them on a you know on a on a level that's not superficial I mean I care about the people that I'm featuring Mm -hmm. in my stories and and maybe that's unique to my line of work in tv I mean I I really do develop um a bond and and I and I I'm honest about it. You know, I'm, I care about the people that I'm featuring. I'm, I, I can't help it. I'm human, you know? So. Well, yeah. And, and the, the topics that you're covering are so, I mean, they, they can make you raw, you know I mean? They're, they're so in depth and they're serious things that have happened and they're emotional, like you said, and, and definitely want to get into that. And I totally was going to say a lot of what you just said of, you know, you have to, I mean, we're human, we're mothers, we, you know, just, connect with them you're with them that long too they have to become more than just like a story you know so um I know that that has to be hard you know leaving a really tough day in a courtroom or having a really just hard interview with someone and learning what really happened to them or did or you know anything like that how do you kind of check that emotion when you leave your office um or you know the job hours and head home to be with your family I think I'm been better at it since having kids because I have to be present. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't hold on to it. Um, when I used to travel a lot for, for covering trials, I don't do as much travel just because of, of having a family now, but you know, you're, you're taking it back to a lonely hotel room and it's hard not to really sit with it. Now that there's cases that I've covered, you know, and I can go home at the end of the day, 
I, I am able to compartmentalize in a way that I wasn't able to before. And I think that's just been a necessity of, of having to step in and, and be present for my family and for my kids. Um, sometimes there's a little bit of a transition. I, I like when I have a little bit of a drive that I can process it. Sometimes I call, you know, my senior producer and, and talk through what happened to the day. And that kind of helps me, you know, put it away once I've been able to process if it's something particularly emotional or, or complicated. Um, sometimes I don't have that if I'm, if I'm quickly going home or picking up my kids and, you know, I just have to sort of flip it. And, um, I think some days I'm, I'm successful at it. And I think like more recently I have been because with two kids, it's even more intense. I never get really a quiet moment to, to, to think about it. Sometimes after bed, I, I try not to, to talk about it with my husband. Um, and that's kind of a, a decision I've made. I don't want to burden him with some of the stuff that I hear. He can sense sometimes that it's been hard and, and, and I think he's sensitive to it and he'll take on more of that, you know, I'll do bedtime if you need to decompress or need to send some emails at the end of the day. Um, you know, where he's, he's, you know, I'm, 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 I don't hide my emotions very well if they're that much on the surface, but you know, there have been times where I'm able to just leave an intense interview and go get diapers on the way home. You know, like that's, it's just, sometimes you just have to snap into mom mode if there's things that need to get done. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I have to, and I think I, it's, it's knowing when I, I need the time to process. And I, you know, I, I do go to therapy and a lot of my therapy appointments are about work and I mm -hmm. sort of leave it there. So I'm not unloading on my family, some of the stuff that I have to listen to. That's awesome. I am such a big supporter of therapy, you know, whether you have something that you know you need to talk about or you've just kind of gone through some transitions and changes quickly in life and maybe you should just talk to make sure everything's balanced like it doesn't always have to be a problem but I love that you lean on that because it is really important to know um you know where your boundaries are and being able to express when you're taking on those things like I imagine therapists, you know, making sure they have therapists. Like my little sister's actually a marriage and family um, therapist. And sometimes I'm like, you need a therapist, honey. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you need to talk this out too. So um, I love just, you know, hearing. And I think too, it's such a mom thing to just flip on your switch. Like if you're sad one day or something happened or you're really upset with your spouse or whatever it is, like your child comes in the room and you're just like, hi, honey, what's up? You know, like, you have to kind of just do that. So I think um, I loved hearing you say that it, becoming a mother actually helped you be better in that way, um, which is probably not something, it's not something I thought of about like how you might answer this question. Um, but I love hearing that that, act, that change in your life actually helped you in a way be able to find some different ways to, to balance out um, the heaviness of your job and mm -hmm. kind of let them be the light. It absolutely did. It, it, yeah, because yeah. I could imagine too having kids may be a little bit harder because you have like something to relate to. If you know your a story is involved with children or anything, it's like, oh my gosh, I have a child this age. Like I yeah, can relate those to this are, age. So there's probably elements of that that play yeah. into your emotions as well. Those are the hardest. And I we don't do a lot of stories involving kids at Dateline, 
but I have worked on a few and I am that producer sitting off camera sometimes crying. I can't help it. It's sometimes those hit just a little bit too close and you can't help but put yourself in that mother's shoes and, and wonder if you would have had the same ability to move forward. I mean, I've, I've drawn a lot of strength from other people that I've featured um, in, in my own dealings with grief. I have tremendous respect for the people that, that we, that sit down with us because I don't know if I could be as strong as, as, as some of the people that we are able to, to feature and to be able to share their, stories as openly as they as they have been it's 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 a tremendous honor and I and I draw a lot of inspiration from the people that we that we feature because you know we're all living our own journey and I have experienced grief and and I've learned a lot about it in this job and then in my own personal life it's 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 been it's been really interesting to 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 learn about myself and also see it through other people that that we that that I meet in this job. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it can be similar to other people's jobs. I think what you do is unique in television, um, but, you know, there's obviously uh, moms and dads who are first responders, um, doctors, ER staff, like therapists, and even, you know, teachers, special education. There's really some other high emotional jobs out there, and some of our listeners may have those jobs or their spouse may have that type of job. What kind of advice can you um, give someone whose spouse or they have a high stress or high emotion, um, you know, job working in an environment that can, um, you know, bring them to leave, need to leave stuff at the office? Um, What could you really tell them that's helped you to be able to support your spouse or partner? I think it's, it's that awareness of knowing that they could have had a really tough day and they might need space or they just might need a hug. They might need a glass of wine poured at the right time. I mean, I, I think it's knowing your partner and knowing their, how they need to cope and being sensitive to it and not just snap into it thinking that they are ready to be a spouse, a parent at right when they step in the door. And it's really kind of, how are you doing today? What, you know, what, how, how should I help you? And it's that, that just awareness, you know, I kind of call it a re-entry time sometimes when I'm, I've had a pretty intense experience, you know, the, the week of air that I have a story, I'm often in New York for that time. Um, Cause it's easier because you're dealing with lots of different needs. And I think that that's the, probably the most intense time of my job. It's not even when I'm in the courtroom, it's when I'm getting the story to air. And I'm grateful that I get to go to New York because I can be present in my work and we don't have a relationship where I'm FaceTiming at, you know, every hour with my kids. I really do focus on my work. And then when I come home after that, I do find that there's this day that I'm, I'm kind of struggling. And, you know, my husband doesn't necessarily like say, okay, you got the kids, peace out, I'm done. He knows that there's going to be a little bit of a transition time because the same thing happens when he travels for work and he comes back in that reentry time. So, I think it's just knowing, like, maybe you've taken on a lot of the burden while your spouse is working. Don't just expect them to be 100% on when they step in the door. They might be able to, and that might be what is important and necessary for them 
but don't assume it and make sure they're ready to be to be full time you know have a little bit of, give them some grace um of that that transition time might be necessary yeah that makes total sense i mean i feel like Brooke and I wrote a blog a little bit ago about um, how I, working from home and having to go straight from like work to mom um, and our jobs are not high stress like that. I mean, they're going to be stressful situations, but it's not that level at all. Um, so I think that's such a good piece of advice um, and something that, you know, can be hard for the spouse to acknowledge because maybe they're wiped out for different reasons of like being on the whole week, you know, their spouse is gone or whatever it might be, but like having that ability to know, okay, this is what they're going to need when they come back. Like, it's not like they walk in the door and I'm relieved, but right. the next day I will be. And then, you know, having that agreement between you and yourself, okay, I need the day when I come back, but after that, you can take a day or the weekend exactly. or go do whatever, you know, exactly. like figuring out what that balance is. Yeah. Just don't assume it's right when they get back, but give them, yeah. a, give them a day and then give them that time and be grateful to them yeah. for taking that time with you you know, that you were able to focus on the job and then say, okay, go, you know, go play mm -hmm. some golf, go play some basketball, do what, do what you need to do to take a break. Because I know it's being on this end is, you know, being the one home. And this is just a kind of a new thing in my, in my life. My husband used to not travel for work that much. And in the last mm -hmm. couple of years he has been. And so I'm now seeing it from the other side and, and it's, it's, I think it's probably made it better for me when I'm traveling. I'm, I'm, I'm much more aware of what's going on back home because now I'm, sometimes that person back home so yeah my husband has has traveled for work most of our relationship but when we were single and or you know just married so it didn't matter and then when we had our son it was like oh this yeah. is a lot and <laughs> yeah. I had to learn you know like at first I was so resentful like oh it's really hard for you to be gone you're in a hotel yeah. room and it's yeah. quiet and you sleep and you wake up when you want oh you poor baby right like I was like get out of here and then I started to realize okay a I'm being totally insensitive and b um you know it is tough on them because they're away and maybe work's really stressful or you know maybe he really does want to be home which he does he's like I don't want to be gone but I have yeah. to and yeah. you know it is what it is and kind of learn that whole balance okay well this is a lot on me and I know it's hard on you so what do we both need to make it work so right. um yeah I think that that's such a big conversation to have um and speaking of kind of like decompressing um you know what are some of your favorite ways to de-stress and unplug what helps you is you know a day at spa or is it you know a bath or what's kind of just some things that help you unwind I've got a good uh, glass of wine. It's a good glass of <laughs> wine. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, for me, I, I'm drawn to certain special places. I find I love to go to the beach if I, and I'll plan a weekend with my family at the beach just randomly. Um, but that has really been something in the last couple of years that has helped me decompress after a, a project is done. Um, you know, just getting outside and going to the park with the kids, like, you know, and sometimes I have to force myself to it because my family will laugh at me, but the corner of the couch is like my safe, happy place. I mean, if I'm sad or if I'm, you know, sick, you find me in the corner of the couch. And so my instinct is to go there, but it's not the greatest place. It's not productive. I need to get myself out. Um, so it's, it's often that, I mean, it's just getting outside and going to the park and, and, and trying to plan, um, 
days, you know, our family functions much better not in the house, I've, I'm finding, especially with two kids and something you'll both realize soon. Um, you, just, yeah. it, you get a little stir crazy if you're in one place too much. And as much effort as it is to get everything you need for two kids, you know, in the car and pack it up, like it, it's good to do it because I think everybody's a lot happier when you're, when you're somewhere else out than outside the home. Yeah, we can definitely relate, especially working from home for us. It's sure. like we're in here all day, every day. Then the weekends come, it's like you want to get out and, you know, run around, especially living in California. We have such great weather to be able sure. to do that. So it's a great way to kind of unplug and de decompress with the family. Yeah. Um, so we know your little ones are still pretty little, so six and three. Um, how, you know, as they start to grow, they're going to obviously know more of what mommy does and um, maybe possibly be exposed to some of the stories. Are there ways you and your husband are preparing to handle some of these tough conversations um, so they're not worried when you're at the job, you know? Um, what are kind of the things that you guys have been talking about? Oh, we should be talking about this more because I think especially our older one is starting to ask more questions. Um, we're very vague about what I do <laughs> with with them and you know I'm I'm learning a little bit of how to phrase it with my niece and nephew who are a little bit older you know I think you know we we want to be honest with them and I think we we don't want to hide that I'm doing crime stories but they don't need to know what the content is you know we haven't really figured out you know exactly what we're going to say um but I think you know when my husband and I talk about it it's much more of the the, talking about the the detectives or the attorneys or the like the 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 people surrounding the crime, not the crime itself, and I think that's what I really want to protect them from um you know for for as long as i can i mean i i I do find myself when my niece and nephew are around and they're you know eleven and thirteen they they you know are so adult sometimes that I forget that they're there and I should filter what I'm saying. And then I'll, I'll end up looking at them. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And they look at me like, no, it's fine. Like, I think people are, kids are exposed to, you know, some of the bad things that are happening in our world, unfortunately, but I think the more we can give context and support and answer their questions, I think, you know, we, we, we can raise them to be at least, you know, aware. And I, I just, I want my kids to be empathetic. So I want them to see that through me, I'm I'm not, you know, taking advantage of anybody. I'm I'm sharing their story and I'm giving them a platform if they want it to 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 share about their loved ones. And I think the more they see that I can do this job and be human, I think they'll be good little humans because they'll see it in yeah. in the same way that I view my job. Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. I think that's super helpful for people who are in, you know, similar lines of work um but also you know like how, as the world is changing they're exposed to so much stuff on in the media um you know whether they once they're older they're on social media and they'll see you know more stuff so i think it's great that um you and your husband are thinking of these things and using your niece and nephew kind of as a um, test case of like how the mm -hmm. communication works well with them so that's yeah. great so Speaking of getting out of the house, <laughs> to kind of end on a high note, um, we need to know how you made <laughs> traveling across the world, I don't even know how many time zones, um, <laughs> too with, many. Too, yeah, you're like, I don't even want to recap that, 
you know, how, you, how did you do, survive, A, and make it look so easy to travel internationally with two little ones? Because between the photos of them just, like, having a ball and totally immersing in whatever culture you were in to you looking awake and alive, um, <laughs> I need, I, we need to know all your trips. My husband's trying to convince me to go to Ireland and um, London with a one-year-old and a three-year-old and I told him he's psychotic and it's not happening but maybe your tips will change my mind and you'll do it (laughs) I okay my secret this lollipops are a big deal in my house when we travel I just I have a lot of I have like a bag of dum-dums that I constantly bribe my children with and I we that is one of my secrets that I you know if I need to get them to be quiet because I need to focus on figuring out where we're going um, or I just need them to smile for a picture that I really want to take <laughs> then you know I've, I've also embraced the crazy and the candids and the you know we're just gonna have to figure it out as we go I was really worried um, this past summer we had just like an epic summer we had we went to Europe that was a friend of ours um, a dear friend of mine was getting married in Germany and she had invited us to the wedding. And I thought, when else are we going to get a chance to go to a wedding in Germany? And, um, you know, and as we were planning our trip, we also, you know, found out my husband was going to have to go to Tokyo for two weeks. And I thought, when else am I going to get to go to Tokyo? And so this summer was particularly, I, I say epic and crazy and exciting because we decided to do both trips. And once we got through the first flight um, at the beginning of the summer to Paris and both kids slept, um, thank you to melatonin, I will admit they they both slept about eight hours on that flight. Thank you to um, that. So it sort of gave me the courage to, to get on a flight by myself with the kids to Tokyo, which is what we did for the second trip because my husband flew a little bit before us. Um, so once we'd got there, it was just a matter of filling the days with fun things and fun activities. And, and, you know, I, I have said this before, I, I, I lived through them on certain days and the days that I, you know, had plans to go see things that were more things that I wanted to do weren't as, as fun for them or for me because they didn't want to be there. So, you know, if there was a day that we ended up with cotton candy the side of size of our heads and ice cream sundaes and their bellies hurt like it was okay because they had a blast and I did too because they were happy so you know I think it's it's very different my husband and I were lucky to travel a lot before we had kids um, we could do a trip where we'd spend three days here three days there and, and constantly be moving around and I think we can't do that anymore we were much more like let's go here and stay here for as long as we can, you know, and just keeping that in mind. It's just not the same as traveling, you know, with just us. We only take on what we think they can handle. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, and we had much bigger, I mean, my Tokyo itinerary included a lot more day trips and and other things that I just, as, as we were going, I, you know, another friend when we were looking to do this trip was to get a hotel with a pool. I mean, we live in, Southern California, we have access to pools. I would be like, why would I go? But I got it because there was a day that I just could only handle getting them downstairs to go to the hotel pool and they were happy and I was, I was happy. So I think it was a little bit of, of being honest with what they could handle and lollipops. 
I love it. Costco size dum dum bag, melatonin, totally smart. I know a lot of people that use that just to get their kids to go to bed, period. Oh, yeah. We've been um, using it now to fight the jet lag. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, no expectations, like live in the moment. I think yeah. that's, that's a perfect way to sum this up because I think that's also the key to life. Yeah. Little sweetness, sleep, and yeah. no, you know, live in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's find joy where you can because it balances yeah. the serious stuff that's going on in your life that, you know, you have to have to deal with and have to cope with. But, you know, you can you can also balance it out with with, you know, having kids has been such a joy and such a good part of my life that, you know, I've I've I think it's the only way that I've been able to find balance in this in this job. I, we have a lot of, you know, assistant producers, associate producers who are working their way up at Dateline and you know struggling with the content and it's it being a lot of crime stories and and it's very sad and i they sort of look at me like how did you last this long and you know it wasn't always like that you know it wasn't always crime so i it's hard for me to tell them like well i don't know i mean because i was doing other stories building up in my career um, and now I sort of say like, now it's a great career. It's providing a beautiful life for my family, um, in, in, in allowing me to work and also be a, a present mom. So it's, it's not always easy as you're working your way up, but you know, you have to just find joy in travel or in kids or in hobbies. I mean, it's, it's important. I agree. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. This was a really, really good episode. I'm so excited for everyone to be joining us today and hearing this um, and loved just everything you shared. Thank you for being so open. And we will be tuning into Dateline. Please do. <laughs> yes, just love talking with you. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Um, check us out at soulspace.co. We can chat a little bit more and love you. Thank you for joining A Space for Soul. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll, we'll love, love you forever. For more information on today's topics, the notes from this episode can be found on our website, soulspace.co forward slash podcast. That's soulspace, S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E dot co forward slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at soulspace.co. Catch us next week at the same place, same time. And as always, feel free to tell a friend. Toodles. Toodles.